best ever at what I do. And every day that I step on the basketball floor, I will strive to be that. But my mindset will always be as such as I am the best to do what I do. And that'll give me a shot at being the best. But before you can ever reach anything, you have to believe it. You don't just mistakenly become great at something. You probably at one point, at one time or another, believe that you can be great at that. And then you work to get great at that, and you reach that greatness. Welcome back to Home Court Static. I'm Jackson. I'm Cameron. Welcome back to Episode 7. Season 2, Episode 7. We're uh, almost in the double digits for Season 2. Today we're going to talk about, uh, we're going to do a brief catch-up on what's going on in the NBA and then we're going to talk about uh, greatness and what it means to be great and longevity and how they both tie together. And uh, that's pretty much going to be the pod today. Uh, we're going to be spending most of the time talking about greatness and like legends and like who yeah. we think. Kind of recapping. Are uh, monumental players that changed the league or like made their presence known while they were in the league. But first, I want to start off by saying that, uh, as predicted, as we said on the last podcast, the NBA is making an attempt to have a real all-star weekend. Uh, I forgot exactly where it's going to be, but they're going to have an all-star game, a slam dunk contest. Yeah, they're doing the whole nine yards. Uh, three-point contest. I think they're even going to do the Rising Stars, or the, I guess it's called World, Team World versus Team... USA or whatever. Um, but yeah, they're, <laughs> they voted to have one. It's going to be in Atlanta on March 7th, allegedly. We'll see what happens because, you know, anything can happen with COVID. Game of the week. We uh, are recording this on the 7th. It's now the 7th. It's 12.07. It just became the 7th of February. And... We just watched the Dallas Mavericks and Golden State Warriors game, which wasn't originally going to be the game of the week, but it turned out to it be turned out to be a really really good game. Good game. Uh, our original me. our original game of the week was uh, the Minnesota Timberwolves versus the San Antonio Spurs, and in that game, the Spurs came da- back from down sixteen or eighteen, yeah, uh, to win the game, and. Uh, as we've said on this podcast before, uh, there is no better team at fourth quarter comebacks than the San Antonio Spurs. I will die by that statement. I've watched it for, what, 20 years? I've watched the Spurs be down double digits going into the fourth and come back and win the game. There's, It's like they're better. It's like they're more comfortable in that position playing from behind in the fourth. And you could argue... Uh, According to the bubble, like watching the bubble, a lot of teams in the bubble would go up big in a game and not be able to hold that lead going, like to finish the game. Because there's kind of like a curse to like starting a game really good. You get comfortable, you know what I mean? And then you lose it all at the end. And then you lose it all at the end. And I think with the bubble, it was like the most lead changes the NBA had seen or something. I think somebody it was, it was crazy. crazy. Well, like even with that, series. And like some of the biggest comebacks and the, the most 
going to seven from losing three in a row you know like oh yeah it was like even even series like not even just games the it was everyone was beating the odds it was crazy yeah it was crazy and then the mavericks had that big comeback against clippers where luca hit the step back yeah we're finally hit that yeah finally finally hit a three a step back three Uh, he hit his normal threes luca was hitting tonight though yeah he was on him and curry 99 points together Luca was on some shit tonight. Him and which, Curry, ninety nine points. To the average, like, see, here's the problem though. Like, he has an act for doing this on like televised games. And I was listening to Mark Jackson and uh, Van Gundy literally talk about Luca Doncic today, and they were like, "If he's when he's hitting his threes, he's unstoppable." And I was just like, "Y'all obviously don't watch him because when Luca's not hitting his threes, he's driving." He's driving and he's exhausting himself. So at the end of the game, he reverts to like these step back threes, and he, a lot of the times, misses them. I'm just gonna be honest; like he misses them a lot. Um, but this game today between the Mavs and the Warriors was very. It was very important for the Mavs to win. They ended up winning, uh, because the Mavs are like seven and one, and before this game, they were seven and one in their last eight. Which is not good. It's definitely not good in the West to like fall behind like that because the West is very unforgiving. Unlike yep. the East, where it might be easy to come back. If you start piling up losing streaks in the West, you're in trouble. And you every really, game that you lose in the West means something. Yeah, you gotta really grind if you fall behind. Just yeah. like every win means something. I mean, did the games just matter more? I mean, I hate to say it, but like the games just matter more in the West. Especially with all the competition that there is, and you saw you saw that last year in the bubble, yeah. And you had exactly. multiple teams go to Game Seven, and then they play the Lakers, and and the Lakers didn't really have that easy of a yeah they, a lineup. So yeah, they played some guys. They did kind of get lucky with like the injuries that started happening. Yeah, it was a weird also like. Damian Lillard, I think, broke his hand or something, and CJ McCollum was playing with a broken back. Yusuf Nurkic was coming back from an injury. Uh, in the second round, Russell Westbrook was coming back from that COVID protocol stuff. Oh yeah. And then, uh, in the West Finals, Jamal Murray got injured. I'm not saying that the Nuggets would have won, but you can't overlook the fact that Jamal Murray was not himself in that game six. Yeah. Um, Just look at him right now. Warriors Mavericks though it was one thirty four one thirty two Mavericks, but Stephen Curry was on a different level tonight. He had fifty seven points, and in the third quarter with like seven minutes left, he I think he had forty one points and like nine threes. He was shooting sixty one percent too. He shot sixty one percent fifty fifty seven yeah fifty eight percent fifty seven point nine eleven for nineteen from deep. That's insane. That's crazy. And it really makes you think, this go, This gets into our topic about greatness, which we'll expand on here in a second, because I just want to read the Luca stats real quick. Luca also had a game. He was on another level today. 42 points, which ties his career high. Seven rebounds, 11 assists, one steal, uh, shooting 58% as well from three, which never happens. I want to reiterate that. That never happens. He shoots like 29% on his career 
in this season. I think he's at like 28% or something like that. I mean, you could. He is not a reliable three point shooter. Both these players basically had to adapt. But Luca does like stepping up to the challenge, like you said, about adapting. He has to, he had to adapt. Last game, that's not what they were doing. Yeah, they exactly. tried to drive and they, they couldn't. They, they tried to, they can't do that. I think last game they got the psyche of like, oh, they're down big men. Like, okay, so we can take over in the paint. But it's like, they have Draymond Green. Okay? Yeah, like, he's a beast. Draymond Green is a freaking beast. And, and he had a game he today back as well. Down. And the best Draymond Green games are when he has like two points, but like almost a triple double. You know what I mean? That's because he's pounding down low. He had two points, six rebounds, 15 assists. Six, yes, six steals and four blocks. Draymond Green is, he's definitely a Hall of Famer. Like, he's like, he's like, he's like Dennis Rodman, but I want to say he's maybe even better than Dennis Rodman. No, I think, I think as an overall player, he's better. He's like a modern day Dennis Rodman, I'd say. He's like, kind of a, he's like a, he has a personality. Yeah, you know he has what I mean? a little bit of a temper. Uh, and you know his his personality isn't tolerable at all. Like when the Warriors were winning, and like he was like the guy that you'd see talking all the shit. Yeah. <laughs> I just like was done with Draymond Green. I was like, I don't want to hear from this guy anymore. But like now that they're an underdog, you start to remember why, like all the reasons why you love Draymond Green. Because he's a fighter. He's in there. He's he's telling all these young cats on the Warriors like what to do. He's a leader. He knows what needs to be done. And he knows that he doesn't need the spotlight on him. Like two points. Two points. Well, he's he's making good passes, obviously. He's got 15 assists. That's a lot. Two points and two field goal attempts. 50%. No, no, no. He didn't oh, make one. He didn't make one. But so like, what I mean is like two field goal attempts. He's not even. He knows that he needs to get other players involved. And he, he you always see him like communicating, like jawing away. Yeah, like, he, he's a captain. He's gonna hold you accountable. He's gonna be that guy that you make sure everybody's doing what they need to do. And you know that's something that's really valuable. And that's, you know, that's greatness. Um. For the Mavericks, Luca had some help from KP eighteen ten. I say eighteen and ten because I'm still waiting for KP to get back to that like twenty five yeah. plus per game. You can tell he's still kind of getting his legs under him. Maxi Klebar had his best game since returning from COVID protocol with sixteen points, eight rebounds, four assists, and Josh Richardson stepped up with seventeen. Uh, I think it's funny because Tim Hardaway Jr. had like zero points. In the first half, and then Kent Bazemore like fouled him shooting a three, and then you could hear it on the broadcast. He was like talking shit. He's like, "That ain't no foul. You ain't gonna make anything anyway." He was like yapping away, yapping away. Dang. Well, after that, Tim Hardaway Jr. started heating up, and he ended up with eleven points after scoring zero. Um, other than that, Luca really didn't have any much help. I mean, Luca doesn't really need that much help anyways. He's so great, <laughs> um, but. This was a close one, and the Warriors are down three players, I think. I think they're down uh, James Wiseman, Kevon Looney, and Eric Paschal, yep. which are all their big men. And Eric Paschal, uh, Kevon, okay, Eric Paschal is really freaking good. James Wiseman, he's our rookie of the year candidate. Yeah, of course he's good. And Kevon Looney, 
He has been in the finals. He's been on this team. He knows what he's doing. He knows what it takes to make the finals. I can't remember if he's won with them or not. I think he might have been on that last team that like didn't win, the one that lost to the Raptors. But this Warriors team is what greatness is all about. Teamwork, uh, running plays, making adjustments to defeat your opponent, even when you're shorthanded. Yeah, and it's, and it's Draymond Green. All, it's, I all think it's effort. all Curry. That at the end of the game, you remember that he's steal. A brain. The end of the brain. game, they're inbounding the they're inbounding the ball, the Mavericks, and uh, they pass it in to Josh Richardson, I think, and Kent Bazemore and Draymond Green collapse on him and strip him, and they call a foul. And yeah. Steve Kerr's like, "That wasn't a foul. It was clean. I knew it was clean. Yeah. When I saw it happen, I was like, damn, that was clean.'" They challenged it and got the ball back. And then Stephen Curry hits this. Oh, Stephen Curry literally just like runs to the hoop, which I don't know why the Mavericks yeah. would let that happen. And They're then he hits this crazy three, three to cut it to, I think to cut it to like one maybe or to cut it to like some crazy, I think it was like three or one. Anyway, it ended up being a two-point game. But my point is this Warriors team is not going anywhere. No, it's only getting better, if anything. Let's just look at the longevity that LeBron has been able to have throughout his NBA career. And LeBron's a bigger body that is requiring more uh, work and is moving around more weight than like a Stephen Curry. Yeah, it's And hard. plays a different style, plays a more physical style than a Stephen Curry. Stephen Curry like runs around... And is a shooter essentially. He's not as physical. He he doesn't tend to. He's not a Westbrook. He doesn't go in trying to like create contact. Well, he's uh, he doesn't have that body type. Yeah, that's what I mean. Like his body type has the uh, ability to be uh, an elite player. He's like a Ray Allen. Ray Allen was in the league forever. Mm-hmm. And uh, even if Stephen Curry gets older. He's never going to not be able to shoot. Yeah. and Because that's muscle memory. LeBron's in what, year 18? I think Curry's in like year 9 or something like that. Yeah. <laughs> or like year 10 maybe. So all I'm saying is this is just one, this is just two years of the Warriors having really bad luck, which is crazy because it mirrors and it has potential to mirror a long time, the Bulls. You know what I mean? Yeah. Other teams only had that window of opportunity when Michael Jordan decided to, you know, step away from basketball and go do baseball. Like, these are just the facts. Like, this is just what happened. And all I'm saying is, watching this Warriors team right now, in the back of my mind, I know... That if Clay Thompson is on this Warriors team with this group of people, which by the way, are gaining chemistry, like they're getting better. We've been watching a lot of Warriors games. They're getting a lot better. They're getting chemistry. They're learning. All these young guys are learning from these vets that have won multiple rings, been in extremely big moments. And when Clay Thompson gets back, they're building an even bigger dynasty. It's gonna <laughs> when be. When Clay Thompson gets back, dude, I mean, I know a lot of people are took a. I know a lot of people 
took a step back when Clay Thompson got injured and were like, oh, maybe the Warriors are done. But let me tell you right now, the Warriors are not done, and the Warriors are going to continue to be a problem going into the future because that's what greatness is. They understand that they don't need to leave. There's no need to like rush anything or like that's the risk anything. LeBron and Curry. This is why they probably yeah exactly. This is why they won't. Curry is not going to sit there and demand for a trade. This is why the Warriors are going to. I bet just play it out and let whatever happens, whatever happens. There are no expectations for this Warriors team. And next year when Clay Thompson comes back. There's going to be a serious problem on the NBA's hands. Like there was a couple years ago. Like there was a couple years ago. And they'll be able to probably add whoever they need to add if they need to do that. But let's say they work out so well this year that they're able to just run it back. And you're adding... Because they're not doing bad. They're eighth. I think before before the loss tonight, they were eighth in the West, which is like... Way better than anybody thought after yeah. hearing the Clay Thompson. Thing. Especially with the competition. Especially with the competition. And they had that crazy comeback win against the Lakers the other night. Um, the Warriors are going to be a problem. I mean, it's just that simple. And don't forget, Clay Thompson's sitting there and he's only gaining more and more traction on the chip on his shoulder. Oh, yeah. He's he, ready. He's becoming more and more motivated. I can't imagine how he's feeling. He's got to be not ready do to that. play. Yeah. He's got to be years, dying to play. More than two years Yeah, out just before an NBA game. Watching. It's going to be interesting, man. And uh, Warriors are probably going to make the playoffs. We've said this multiple yeah. times. And if they make the playoffs, they have experience, and it's even if they force a long series in the first round, that's scary. Because, like I said, we all know on this podcast, everyone that listens to this podcast knows that I'm not big on the on the Lakers. I don't think that they're as good as everybody thinks they are. They're not even the number one seed; they're the third seed. And if you look at it, they lost a lot of the players that help them out in the finals they lost rondo dwight howard uh danny green those are all defensive players that they kind of let walk away and now they've replaced them with like these offensive players that aren't very good at defense like marcus saul montrez harrell uh dennis schroeder they yeah. all can't play defense really i think the reason they went so long the lakers last year is because they're they're tough they were like built scrappy and you can't really replace that now in this NBA. Cause yeah, not in this NBA. Because defense wins All the other teams were adapting to the Lakers, and the Lakers just threw off all that. So now Lakers got to change. Yeah. But uh, back to what I was saying, the Warriors are going to be a problem. And the Warriors are great. And the Warriors dynasty is greatness. And part of greatness is longevity. This is why I have problems with it's people talking patience. about... Yeah, this is why I have problems with people talking about how good or like when Lonzo came in, they were like, "Oh, Lonzo is going to be amazing. Lonzo is going to be amazing because he put up a co- he put up good numbers for a year." You got to be able to do that. You got to think about a lot of people have done that. Yeah, you got to be able to do it for at least seven years in the league before I'm going to sit there and tell you that you're great. You got to win something, right? To truly whether call it's, you a vet too. Yeah, whether it's like an MVP 
or like a scoring championship or your team's winning. Your team has to win. Lonzo Ball's never been on a winning basketball team. When he was with the Lakers, they sucked. Now he's on the Pelicans, they suck. You know, there's a common theme here. Yeah. Uh, same with Zion Williamson. Sure, he's putting up good numbers. Brandon Ingram, same thing. The Lakers sucked when they had him. The Pelicans are not doing good and they have him. You can put up good numbers on a good team, but it doesn't mean anything until you win it. And Kevin Love knew that. That's why he wanted to get out of Minnesota. Yeah. Um, but greatness goes beyond like just an individual player. When I think about greatness, I think about team greatness and a team that comes to mind. And y'all probably know what we're going to bring up here. Yeah. Uh, San Antonio Spurs uh, are continuing to make a push to make the playoffs. They're continuing to it's almost fight. Like, like the San Antonio Spurs are almost a year ahead of what the Warriors are doing now. Exactly. They're taking basically not really a break, but they're relaxing a little bit so that they can build, regain. Exactly. And they're going to have max slots. Yep. They can probably bring all these vets that have expiring contracts. To help build their young vets. On uh, cheaper contracts to create a team that can just win. And this is what they did with the big three. They drafted well. They uh, developed Manu and Tony. They developed a strong base. Into a system, yep. right, that maybe wasn't, it was not designed for guards. Because the Twin Towers. It was almost designed for old yeah, school exa- basketball. Exactly. The Twin Towers post, was like post in moves. the paint, pounded in the paint yeah. basketball. And then Tony and Manu came in and they kind of had to like, slowly figure out like how to fit in the spurs system and so the spurs like bring in like other players like you know they had their developing players but they were able Mm -hmm. to use yeah they were able to use their other uh finances to like bring in these other role players like Bruce bowen or brent barry or uh robert ory hot shooters michael finley antonio mcdice uh richard jefferson they brought in for a little bit. Tracy McGrady for that one been on year. The team. Uh, and the, what I mean with greatness David is West like has been on that team. all these former all-stars are like crazy good NBA role players or crazy good starters in the NBA are all willing to come in to a San Antonio system, take a pay cut because they know how good the franchise, they know the reputation of the franchise and how great the franchise is. Like David West came in because he was ring chasing at the end. Zach Randolph. Oh, <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, exactly. Uh, it's just kind of crazy. Uh, and for 20 years, they made the playoffs. 20 years of making the playoffs. I'm not sure like what the record is behind that, but I'm pretty sure it's like yeah. <laughs> not 20 years. <laughs> it's like way less than 20 years. And part of the Spurs' success this year is they've gone away from trying to isolate their points with the big stars and they're they're back to their basics they're Indeed, developing yeah. Keldon Johnson they're developing Derek White they're developing uh DeJounte Murray Trey Lyles Yakum Portal all these guys are starting to like exactly how Manu and Tony did it figure their find a way in the Spurs system to make it work and string together wins and much like the Warriors, there are no expectations for the Spurs team. They're just out there playing basketball, trying to string together some wins. Trying to grow. And it's a beautiful, it's like amazing to watch the Spurs. When they play Spurs basketball, 
there's not a better team to watch. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Like, and it and it's, it's not just it's one poetry and it's not just one player. So that's why they yeah. their offense just runs. Everybody's on everybody's on the same and wavelength, clicking. and they all know exactly what's going on. It's like watching. It's like uh, Marcin Gortat said. It's like watching a symphony. Mm-hmm. You're just watching all this stuff flow together and mix together, and it just the end result is so beautiful that you're like, how could you not like this? Okay. So we got the Warriors and the Spurs. Uh, the Warriors and the Spurs both had, like I said, they had pushes or periods of like longevity where they were alphas in the league. Uh, they were top cream of the crop. Like the Spurs were like always a number one seed or a number two seed growing up. Yeah. And then when the Warriors are fully healthy, they're always the number one seed or a number two seed, um, and they have the best regular. They had the best regular season record in league history with in-house players. This is prior to KD. Yeah, I think they slipped up a little bit with the KD thing, and I think they've recognized that. I think they were trying to search too much, and uh, it was more like I think it was more like you can't really turn that down. Now that I'm thinking about it, if KD. If KD went to the Heat and was like, look, I'll play for you, like when LeBron and all them yeah, were, he, they would have said yes. Like, there's no reason to say no. Uh, so, in retrospect, you un- I understand why everything went down the way it went down. But greatness can also be uh, individual and the ability to make other people great. Like LeBron James has been able to take three different teams to the finals and, and build, win and build quick and quick he and like quick, quick turnarounds yes and like it's when he went to miami it was like they were in the finals he know, that year he knows who to who he wants and who exactly. he can fit trial and he know yeah he knows uh how to string together guys that will work with him that he can motivate and push towards a finals run and that's amazing. Another guy that could, another guy that could just absolutely will a team to the NBA Finals was Kobe Bryant. Kobe Bryant had the Mamba mentality, even though you're sitting there watching him, and sometimes you're like, "Well, why is he taking that shot when he could have passed it?" You slowly watch that lead go down, and you slowly watch uh, Kobe Bryant string together a win. And at the end of the game, you're like, "Damn, Kobe motherfucking Bryant." Yep. <laughs> the Mamba. Rest in peace, man. R.I.P. Um, but the most important thing is, in order to be great, you have to have longevity. You can't just like be in the league and like put up some good numbers for a little bit and then fall That's out. That's the difference the between great and good. Exactly. Like O.J. Mayo is an excellent example of that. O.J. Mayo was able to put up like twenty some points in the league, but where is he now? Exactly. Same thing with uh, Josh Smith. Josh Smith, you remember when he was on the Hawks? Yeah. He's putting up double-doubles every night. And like they were like, oh, Josh Smith is awesome. I remember well, playing he's playing with him in China and... now. Yeah, I remember playing with him. Jeremy Lin's another good example. Jeremy Lin had his little spurt at Lin Sanity. Yeah. But now he's playing in China just because like you can – I feel like anyone, even Yogi Ferrell, he was on that 10-day contract with the Mavs where he was averaging like 30 points. Mm-hmm. He was like leading them to victories and stuff. 
the thing about the NBA is it adapts. It's constantly changing. It's constantly like evolving around all of the players that are in there, right? And team scheme, there's a bunch of scouting. So like if you're a one-trick pony in the NBA, they're going to find out what your tricks are and they're going to defend you that way. And eliminate them. Uh, So that really speaks to all these other players that are able to do it for so long and with such success that it's just on a different level. Well, than like, well, also, it's I think the players that go so long as they pace themselves. Exactly. Like all the players that scored the 27 points their first year, 30 points the first year, they got, they got gassed out. Well, a perfect example of that is like Tim Duncan or like Dirk yeah. or even Kobe. Uh, not really in the later parts of Kobe. I mean, I guess Kobe was like full throttle all the time. Yeah, but he could do that. He was built different. Like Tim Duncan was able to be in the league for 19 years because he was in a system that allowed him allowed uh, teammates to take some of the load off of his back, so and he then, didn't have to. And do then everything. when he had to take some of the weight back, he lost all that. He literally lost weight. Yeah, <laughs> to get back in shape and was right. a whole new Tim Duncan. Exactly. Yeah, or a brand new, refreshed. You know. Yeah, and the other thing is, a lot of people don't realize if Tim Duncan wasn't in the Spurs system and he was on like another team, he could have probably averaged a lot more points than oh, yeah. he did for his career. But Maybe he decided to like take a that role. Yeah, exactly. He knew he knew what he needed to do to accomplish what he wanted to accomplish and that's why he's a great and that's player. what makes tim duncan great uh same thing with dirt he Dirk, same he same type decided of he took several pay cuts just like tim duncan to get other players to in build. dallas to try and win a ring and you know he finally got that one in 2011 um he's super humble just i really wanted uh i really wanted KD and Russell Westbrook to win a ring in I want, OKC I before wanted all with, that shit went with down. Harden, a tiny bit I mean once Harden in that. Well, team. yeah, Harden. I would have. I would have. I mean, they did Harden dirty in that trade. Yeah, but um, Harden became who he is because of that trade. But yes, I agree with you. I'm more so talking about like when they were in the finals with the Warriors oh, and they yeah. were up three one. I think. I think it was 2016. Same year. Uh, Tim Duncan retired. They were playing the Warriors, I think, in the West Finals or something like that. And they were up 3-1, and they ended up losing the series. Same thing with uh, another one that I would have liked to win a ring, James Harden and Chris Paul. Yeah. I would have liked to see that. That's a good duo. But Chris Paul, just something about his legs, man. His legs. But that speaks volumes to how much he's doing on the court yeah he's exerting so much energy that it, his body literally just says we're seeing with jimmy butler he's finally back the miami heat have kind of recovered from their early season slumps but jimmy butler had to take some time to like yeah replenish his body after that finals run and you could see it in the last game in the finals he was not the same he was he was pretty gassed pretty gassed tired but uh yeah, that's uh, those are some words we that we have on greatness. Uh, I do really quickly want to ask you. We didn't plan for this, but who's your favorite role player in the NBA? 
Right, I guess we're right now. Yeah, off the bench. Off the bench, not starting? Yeah, not starting. I'd have to say Rudy Gay. The favorite, not best, just favorite. Yes. What Rudy Gay brings on in the second unit of this uh, San Antonio squad is pretty amazing. He's like when he goes in there, he gives them a bunch of energy. And he's coming in with Patty Mills. He's so. a, a fool. He's crazy. I would not want to guard him. Patty Mills is, he <laughs> is wild freaking man. crazy. Well, that's all we have for today. Uh, tune in to next week. Uh, we might be making some merch. So if you're interested in that, yeah, let us know. Let us know. What, and we'll see what we and can yeah, do. And yeah, what kind or. What would you like more? Like a hoodie or a shirt or like a hat? Yeah, or. Or like a cup? Yeah, or just coffee mug or something. Yeah, or something. Let us know. And if you have any designs, or or or, or if you want us to plug you on the pod, yeah, we'll you, uh, we'll you do an ad read for you. Yeah. Uh, just reach out to us, and you know we're nice people. We're not gonna bite. Uh, You'd be surprised. We'd probably yeah. say yes. <laughs> yep. more than we'd say no. Oh, yeah. All right. Well, we'll catch y'all later. See you guys. Peace. Trying to track Curry. Curry takes the three, fires up another three. Bang! Curry with an answer. And it's a four-point game, 38.1 remaining.